Glory, glory, glory. We're gonna go really, really easy on you guys tonight since you endured so much pain and suffering yesterday. Black metal, death, hardcore, Jesus night. We haven't done that in eight years. Sold a couple death metal Jesus t-shirts in the Breaker clothing store, though. People are getting into it. <laughs> I got so drunk off of people saying, I feel like I'm dying. I want to turn this off, but I know God is saying something. That is that to me that's the drunken glory. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Woo! <laughs> Shaka. <laughs> Special RLM Missions Awareness Night, sending out leaders worldwide. Growing, expanding, new missionaries being anointed and sent out to shake the earth. We got Super Apostle, Queen of Sodom and Egypt with us tonight. My sister and best friend, Penny. Love you so much. Love you so much, too. <laughs> People don't know that you're at my actual blood sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our blood is actually the same. <laughs> It's probably good we haven't had any children. They probably would have been retarded because they're so DNA closely blood related. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I remember way back when, when like Penny's Pleasure Land or House or something was a thing. Back at the crack house, no, the, not the beach house. Uh, and then here at the crack house, people comment on my videos like, "Is it legal for you people to vote?" <laughs> Is it? And I had somebody else's baby bottle. They're like, "Somebody get those children out of." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild ride, and oh, we're coming into greater maturity. That only means it's going to get a lot more wild than this. What does King David say? Listen, the loincloth is coming off. I shall become more undignified than this. Religious witch. Who <laughs> was the Mikal, Saul's daughter? cursing him in her heart as he's dancing and having fun in the g-string of the anointing well that's true is that what it says you wore a g-string <laughs> yeah the loincloth was it's like a sumo g-string yeah i just thought and he's like how you know all all the women of jerusalem looking at her husband and she's like that rotten bastard. <laughs> you don't understand! 
What the anointing has just granted for us in victory on the battlefield. I am ecstatic. He was ecstatic. He was in ecstasy. <laughs> and, and the religious daughter, the daughter of religion, saw representing religion, cursed him. Cursed his freedom and fun and frolicking in her heart. And the Bible says that Mikal was barren all the days of her life. <laughs> that she never bore one drop of fruit, not one glass of wine, not one taste of the anointing her entire life after that. That's what the Bible says. So just be careful when you're attacking people in G-strings. Amen? <laughs> oh, man. It's like Barat. With his, his, his neon green G-string. <laughs> He's a funny comedian. Oh, holy spirit. I just want to warn you guys. I, I don't even understand why I'm getting so hammered on the anointing today. It's like a totally different level of drunken glory. I've been completely sloshed on unexplainable joy all day long and even my brain is wondering why and I just my heart is more discipled in my brain so I just go with it that's all I have going for me is that my heart is a little bit more in control than my head and so I just go with the wildness and the freedom when it makes no sense to my brain it's the only leadership Jesus Christ has ever had of his bride on earth as it is in heaven Hallelujah. Well, that's true. Glory. Yeah. Missions night, talking about G-strings. You know, it's going to be good. You got to go to those places where they wear G-strings. What you going to do? San Francisco. You're going to have to gouge your eyes out <laughs> in order to redeem that. What would David wear to the gay pride parade? <laughs> 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 I can just see you doing that. <laughs> oh. I have definitely considered getting certain types of swimsuits. And our friend Jeff at the beach club said, we're going to be opening up the hot tub soon, Brandon. I'm really? like, I'm going to be ready. Here comes Barat. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. What? You know, they just legalized toplessness at Lake Calhoun, Bidi Makaska. The oh. U Minneapolis park system, and I'm not condoning any of this behavior. I think it's funny because that's the animal nature. For me, it's comedy. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about my eyes. You worry about your own. In Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> but the tr two weeks ago, they just legalized uh, topless uh, for women in all the Minneapolis park systems and all the beaches. So you can pretty much go wild. Like every beach in Minneapolis has become a topless beach. And it was totally shocking and crazy. And I'm, I was offended at first, like a total Pharisee. And then I'm like, no, I can, I can handle that. Okay, I will get through this, you know? 
<laughs> you know, it just like, it just, <laughs> hallelujah. I can handle Sodom, okay? I'm growing in Sodom and Egypt by where our Lord was crucified. You can handle it too. It's going to be okay. And so the, we got that going on. So if they can go topless publicly in the park system, I'm sure that men can wear a G-string to the hot tub. Not that I'm going to do that. <laughs> At least be a uni, right? A uni. It's like you go, 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 cover my breasts. <laughs> but not my hair. Hair's got to be showing to be cool. Otherwise, it's not funny. They're like taking it a little too seriously. <laughs> if the sense of humor ain't there, then we're concerned. Then we might have to, you know, do a psych psychology test or something. <laughs> They're not being funny. They're truly insane. Hallelujah. Keep your sense of humor when you're around insane people, too. Don't let that steal your joy. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, missions night. <laughs> Glory. We're on a mission to save the world from hypocrisy. And it's really getting intense. Uh, I'm just as shocked as all of you guys about the Supreme Court throwing out Texas's lawsuit right away well it's just yeah i was kind of like it doesn't steal my joy this is what i have going for me but i'm just as shocked as everyone else you know because i've believed all the prophecies of the prophets about all this but what i've noticed over the years is we always interpret it wrong through our carnal mind not just in politics but in everything like our initial interpretation is usually the wrong one i've noticed that repeatedly through hundreds of prophecies and so I've learned to have a sense of humor about all of it because God's always messing with us. We're going to go from glory to glory. We're not going into concentration camps. There's no microchips and guillotines. And I'm not worried about the vaccine of coronavirus. I'm not. I'm really not. And I know a lot of people are, but I'm not. I have just been through so much and so many times that I've died and God's brought me back to life so many times I should have died and I'm still here that I know God is working out a perfect plan I am completely convinced that God the Father has all death and hell contained in two little tiny boxes called his keys Revelation 1:18. do you believe it I've seen it. He's taken me into these experiences. Those are the keys of Johnny's and Jenny's and Jambres. Those are the keys of death and hell. Those are the keys of Saturn. To all you worried about Cabal. I used to think Cabal was powerful too when I was deceived. Before I understood the cross and its blood and the power of the bronze serpent, I had all the same fears as everyone else in God's revelations just completely burned them out of me as I grew in wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord Jesus. The fear of the Lord Jesus is the beginning of wisdom. Do you fear the Lord Jesus more than vaccine vaccines? Probably not. 
Do you feel, fear the Lord Jesus more than Kabbalah and the deep state and the 13 crown families of the Luciferian Freemason system of 500 years started in the dungeons of London? Do you fear God more than you fear the devil? Probably not. If we're honest with ourselves, there are probably hundreds of areas of our souls where we fear evil more than we fear God. That's what makes us foolish. That's what makes us sinners. And so there's grace for it. There's no condemnation. But we need more revelations to come out of all these fears, to come out of our prisons of thinking. Prison is a mindset. You had to think a certain thought before you did an act that put you in that physical place. You renew the mind, your body goes into different physical places. You let Christ grow in your heart, you let the fear of the Lord grow in your heart, you let the fear of the Lord Jesus grow in your heart. You'll be taken into places that are so wide open with bliss, ecstasy, rapture, joy unspeakable, full of glory, that you will laugh at your previous condition when you feared evil. When you feared anything else except Jesus, do you know what the word fear means? To be in awe of. Are you in awe of the devil? Do you fear evil? Are you in awe of evil? Are you in awe of Freemasonry? Are you in awe of the deep state? Are you in awe of Cabal? Are you in awe of Satan? Are you in awe of anything other than Jesus? That's what idolatry is. It's having a God that you fear more than Jesus. Anything you're in awe of that captures your mind, will, attention, gaze, and focus in the thoughts of your heart are controlled by anything else other than the lamb that was slain inside our flesh. That's what idolatry is, and that's why we're insane. That's why we're all so mentally ill, and we still fear other things other than God because we are extremely deceived. I'm just speaking for myself. I know you guys aren't, but I still am. I'm shocked at how much he has delivered me from just in the last few months. How hard my heart was, how I was so insensitive to the Holy Spirit that I couldn't even cry under the anointing of my Father's love, guarding my own heart, guarding my emotions, it is shocking to me, looking back to even this last summer, how calloused my own heart was. I know not yours, just mine. You guys are so much more advanced than me in everything of Christianity. <laughs> but I know my heart was so calloused that I couldn't even cry in the presence of His Holiness last July. I would laugh, and laughter is often a, a guardian of a deeper place of love that you won't let him into in your heart. We often laugh and use joy as a protection to the deeper things of God. I know I have about a thousand times. We come into the drunken glory, we learn how to drink the water, drink the wine, drink the oil. We learn how to live in the glory and stay in the glory. But do we go from glory to glory? Do we go deeper in the glory? Do we let the glory uncovers stones in our heart where we still hide. That's what he's dealing with in all of us this season in a major, major way. Getting vulnerable 
to God the Father, which is learning how to love each other. Have you learned how to love? It's the only thing Jesus Christ asked Bob Jones when he died and went to heaven. At Judgment Day, it's the only question the Lord Jesus asks you. Have you learned to love? And some people had to be honest because you can only tell the truth there. And you cannot lie in the presence of God. It's impossible to lie in His presence. To be absent from the body is to be present with God. Did you learn how to love? Only you, Lord. No one else. I got bitter in my young age, got wounded, got widowed, and I did a lot of biting of the saints. A lot of backbiting, a lot of gossiping, a lot of slandering. Got bitter and wounded, started biting people's backs, attacking things I didn't understand, judging, criticizing. I became an accuser of the brethren. How many thousands and millions of Christians have that testimony? Jesus says, well, you have no rewards, but you're in by grace. And then you go right into his heart. Two double doors. Bam. The heart of Jesus is the gate of heaven. Are you learning how to love? Yes, Lord. We are, we are learning how to love more every day. I love this level of vulnerability. I've been so wounded in my life and constantly attacked physically, morally, spiritually, mentally. So many thousands of times. Spousely. <laughs> yeah, it's all glorified now. <laughs> and, uh, but that's why I was so insensitive at Joel's bar for so long. Because from birth, you know, They've been trying to kill me physically, morally, spiritually, emotionally, almost every day. There were three attempts to kill me while, while I was in my mother's womb. There's been shootings directly at me over 20 times since I've been in ministry. Guns loaded with bullets going at me. I've died on drugs. I physically died and turned blue <laughs> before and after being a Christian I died on drugs before and after backslid super hard and I tell you what <clears throat> all of it just shows me that you can't kill God You can kill everything else. I watch Satan try to kill me almost every day of my life. I watch the fallen angels and all their power, all their Kabbalah, all their murder, all their sorcery, all their ability to manipulate human brains and hearts to do evil in the face of the earth. And it can't stop Jesus Christ. When I was a warlock and a necromancer and I'd watch demons walk across my eyes, I'd have face-to-face -face encounters with horned demons in hell as a warlock. True story. I'd see demon possession physically manifest and talk to demons in demonic tongues over 20 times before I was a Christian. I spoke in demonic tongues. There are many people on earth that speak to demons. Very common actually, not rare. And we've done documentaries and videos on it in Teen Challenge 21 years ago, and it was broadcast to all the Assemblies of God churches in the world 
about what the occult is doing and I was the main star in the movie that they interviewed and, and asked all the questions about the occult 21 years ago. And they sold it into all the Assembly of God churches in the world. It's millions of churches. True story, not boasting, I'm just telling you, I have a lot of experience in these realms. And all of that shows me that Satan and his angels and all the ability of Saturn, the container of Sodom and Egypt, the keys of death and hell, cannot stop Jesus at all. And Jesus is completely sovereign over this creation, always has been, always will be. We are just completely deceived and therefore filled with fears. We believe lies that appear to be truths. Don't we? Satan spoke truth that had no life in it. He said, your eyes will open. Their eyes opened. The Bible actually says what Satan told Adam and Eve happened exactly to them as Satan described to them in the garden. So in his own eyes, he was telling them the truth. And he's the justice of truth. He's the truth crusader. He opened the eyes of Adam and Eve against God. That God was hiding this whole realm of physical ability called sorcery from Adam and Eve. And he was because he loves them. But now that our eyes are completely and totally open to the sorceries of the knowledge of good and evil, Guess what he's doing? He's not even taking away that vision, that Horus vision of the whore of Babylon, which means loyalty to good and evil instead of the glory, loyalty to the tree of knowledge instead of the tree of life, which is the flesh instead of the cross. He's not taking away that wisdom. Your wisdom stayed with you, Solomon. Your wisdom stayed with you, humanity, as you suffered along the way learning from your own sins and sorceries, manipulations and witchcrafts, all your rebellions you've learned from. And God has allowed you to be glorified and forgiven as sorcerers and servants of devils. That is our testimony. As the nations come out of Babylon the Great and awaken to the man about six foot tall who holds the keys of the container of Great Babylon. There's no struggle. Overcoming is awakening by eating revelation. God is sovereign. There is no equality between Satan and Jesus. The creature is nothing to the Creator. Even in the Old Covenant, there was no contest. Remember in the Old Covenant in Job, Satan had to come before Jesus and ask permission in the Old Covenant. For Job. New Covenant, that doesn't happen anymore. Satan was defeated at the cross. He can't get permission. What can happen is be turned over him for the destruction of the flesh, according to the Apostle Paul in Revelation. Why? Because we refuse to give up our sorcery, and so we need to meet the horned demons who own the knowledge of good and evil. God has given the demons of Satan the dust of the earth. God does not revoke his word. He does not remiss his word. He holds his word in higher esteem than his own name. It is written. Meaning when God said to the serpent Satan in the garden after Adam and Eve had fallen and coming into covenant in the flesh, 
out of the glory in the flesh now in the knowledge of good and evil limited to the brain now we're going to learn sorcery for thousands of years it's true when that happened god said to the serpent you will crawl on your belly and eat dust all your days dust is sin so the only thing satan got out of it was sin wow and guess what if you have sin in you you probably have demons in you and we say oh i'm clean we don't know our hearts that's our problem and we're offended all the time and we're accusational critical so jesus spoke all these words so you could see your own pride and how the fallen angels are still inside you because fallen angels only live inside sin who is without sin they make god to be a liar wow are you saying that i'm demon possessed i'm saying the whole keys of death and hell and the container of saturn has always been inside the flesh of the woman hell is only inside woman our man woman representing prophetic speech of flesh because remember when jesus said born of flesh born of woman of anyone born of woman jesus said john the baptist is the greatest that's what jesus said why do you say that because the old covenant was the ability of the flesh the ability of the woman flesh is woman because you were born of flesh born of woman that's what makes you a human now you must be born again and now you're not born of woman anymore you're a new creature in christ all things are made new so eve is no longer your mother god is your mother and god is your father you're of a different type of race when you're born again that's what peter says You've been born of the incorruptible seed, sperma of the Word of God that cannot sin, the sperm of God, which is the Word of God that created the heavens and the earth with a whisper. And now what? You are a holy race and a holy nation, a royal priesthood. What is the race? Israel. Romans 2. Those who are Jews, the true Israel of God, are the ones circumcised of heart. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, lives in their hearts. And that third strand of DNA that's not easily broken is the Holy Spirit Himself, the seven spirits of God. It's working in your hearts tonight. It's removing all the fright for you to take flight in heavenly delight. Peter, when you were younger, you went and did whatever you wanted to do. But when you're older, one stronger than you will bind you and take you places you don't want to go. If you're beginning to be taken places you don't want to go, that means God's treating you like a little bit more mature Christians. You're letting Him violate your will so that His will could be done because you're not total infants in Christ where God actually honors your will when we're complete infants <laughs> he'll let you do your own will but when you're a little more mature peter that's what the bible says one stronger than you his name is the holy ghost the faceless man he'll put your skin on like a coat and wear you he'll put your bones on like a jacket and a sport suit and wear you <laughs> will you let him 
and he'll carry you places you don't want to go. We say we want to be possessed by God. We want to do God's will. You ready to lose your will? I doubt it. You're going to manifest and fight him thousands more times. You'll make excuses. You'll try to cover up your actions, cover your tracks. But then you get humbled and realize, God is only discipling me in his way, in his will, in his word, in his maturity. Just a taste of his lion nature will make little gentle lambs <laughs> go completely haywire. Uh, maybe we can start talking about missions now, because... <laughs> Because <laughs> mm -hmm. you're gonna be bound and taken places. Because actually, that exact th the thing is, is that when you move, <laughs> his will. When you, <laughs> okay, I can promise you, his will is more satisfying than anything that you will ever touch or drink mm. or okay so um wow <laughs> uh -huh. because like as you grow in hearing christ inside of you as you grow in in obeying and and you take that footstep that is the footstep that he told you to do so it's you and him doing that footstep at the same time it's his will at the same time that you're stepping in it I'd start I started to do that. I started to make faith 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 steps rather than doubt steps cuz I I'd, I'd feel like I'd get something from the Holy Spirit and then I doubt it to test it instead of faith it to test it and I just found that doing the faith step bore better fruit. Woo woo. Woo woo. And then like your faith skyrockets through and so many things you grow so fast when you experience your oneness with him actually was real um okay so that being said i don't know how many years you know it's been like however you want me whenever you want me like i might be sloshed on the floor in 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 or i might be I might be talking to a business person, or I might be, it's all about, yeah, and the thing is, is that, oh man, and, um, so when the, it was after the Lord told me to, uh, move out of the penthouse, move back into the crack house, get the crack house ready for interns, and, um, oh man, I cried all day <laughs> the day that happened we were up in the penthouse and there was a gigantic angel flash right over her head and we'd had three nights of dreams of her leaving the penthouse and going into the crack house and it was just shocking angelic signs and wonders from god the father and the lord jesus christ uh, and then so before i went on this last missions trip um, I actually saw myself, I, cause I, if, if you wait on the Lord, he'll even show you your new garments and frequently like every day I was getting like a new garment and one, one of the garments I have, there's, it is a pair of pants that are called takes me where I do not want to go. And they're super sexy. And because like when you're in, I'd like, 
because as I started experiencing this, I'd read about Paul and them in prison. I'm like, oh, that must have been amazing. <laughs> because like when you're crushed and when you're taken to this place that's in his will that you do not want to go, man, you reap the most amazing intimate rewards of wow. everything ever. <laughs> like, I can't, I'm like, I'm like, kind of dreaming about being put in prison I'm like, you got pants that said take me where i don't oh yeah go. i think i texted oh to you before <laughs> i'm like so crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't remember hearing this that is like well, insane confirmation oh oh yeah and wow. i'm like well and it's so then um because <laughs> i can literally wear these pair of pants and like i'll go like he'll he'll pull me into intimacy in different locations and when i was i was coming here and i was at the airport and um i got plastered and i had to sit down and it was just crazy and as i walked back and forth trying to find my stuff i got there was turkish um turkish airlines and it was so wasted. I went and sat. I just sat there in that, in in that airline, because so many people were going through it. And I was, you know, there's Turkish people with their thingy majiggies and their babies. And I'm like, it's <laughs> like I don't know what's happening. But like, I'm definitely supposed to go to San Francisco. But I'm just like, in his will, like even in the path, the voice path. Rick Joyner's book. It's like the path that they were on was so super narrow and so super like dangerous, way more dangerous than the mountain or way more dangerous than the happy ship that everyone was on in Chrismarianiana. And, um, but they were told that the safest place that they could be, even though it was treacherous, was on that path. <laughs> and in his will oh my god his will oh jeez yep uh yep yep <laughs> I really like his will <laughs> wow wait wow wait <laughs> pretty awesome so coming into greater maturity means you're about to be sent out you're gonna what is it you're gonna but you can flee the coop or something you can't <laughs> flew the coop flew the coop or uh, I don't know. Remember Something that, about leaving saying? a nest. <laughs> oh. Remember that when you were a human? I can't even remember now. Oh, wait, what was that? This is so drunk. <laughs> Total meltdown. Will. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like... Mm. 
You can always expect him to be good. Mm. <laughs> Even you think you're going somewhere you don't want to go. Yeah. It just means the greater mm. glory. Uh-huh. He's maturing you from glory to glory, and he can't do that in the little nest. We've been in this nest for 12 years, like an incubator in the crack house in North Minneapolis, and it's been absolutely amazing, but oh, absolutely yeah. horrible at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the maximum crushing every day of roommates, housemates, face of... I would say ministry that drama. It's you a, can't even imagine. I mean, it's pretty crazy, but I'd also have to say that like every season has its own different blessing and its own different crushing. And no matter where you're at, there's a there's a, there's going to be a crushing and there's going to be a trusting him. There's going to be a blessing. <laughs> um, and so while I was on this trip, as I was in his will. And oh my god, the things that manifested on me, and it was just so ecstatic. Wow. It was, it was so ecstatic. There was like, and the, and it made me, and, and it made me want, it made me want the crushing. Because in the midst of the crushing, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the thing that was in the, his, his will, it was his will. He would, the glory would come through me so strong for the circumstance that I couldn't, all I could feel was ecstasy. I'm like, yes. And that's, I guess, would probably be where death was cultivated. The, 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 the ecstasy of death. So I probably got the pants for it takes me where I do not want to go before I got the ecstasy of death. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. They kind of came at the same time. <laughs> Our sister in Minneapolis, close friend of ours, just got a prophecy that says the earth has become a cloud. Cloud. Who are these that fly along like, like clouds? clouds. <laughs> like doves to their nests. <laughs> so, flying around, what... We're settling new nests. <laughs> We're making new nests like big birds. We're learning our apostolic ABCs with the big birds. And so we're making a new nest in San Francisco, Nairobi, Kenya, oh, Nairobi, in 2021. Kenya. Kenya, and we're spreading Kenya, out and expanding Woo! out of the original nest of Minneapolis. No! Because that's how Jesus works. <laughs> and it's going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> so, if you guys are still in your comfort zones, that's technon. If you're getting stretched out of your comfort zones, that's called huyos. And you're about to be putting on your pants to take you places you don't want to go. And that's how you get the greater glow. <laughs> Amen. Talk to us about California and San Francisco just a little bit, what the Spirit's been showing you, just to give the people a vision oh, okay. for what He's leading you into. Um, okay, I can tell you what I've experienced. 
and what I've seen, and and okay. Uh, <laughs> so, whoa. On this trip that I had, I had the most deja vus. I'm not even like exaggerating. I probably had. And for those younger in the prophetic, a deja vu is simply a checkpoint in your destiny that you're on the path, a confirmation. Yeah. A uh, deja vu probably is the pagan terminology for it, but we really don't care because that's I don't know what, what else we to call, call it. it. <laughs> I don't know how else it's to term it. It's also called a checkpoint. Yeah, but the experience of a deja vu is like you literally have been there again. You it's like I've seen this before. I've experienced this before, but the thing, like, when we were searching for crack houses, <laughs> I literally went into the house. I had already been in the houses that we were checking out before we'd been there. Um, and so, th like, that happened a good 30 times on this trip. And the, and the biggest ones happened in California like I and then there was like I literally walked out dreams that I had had in California entire land masses that and I danced I, in a dream I had danced on this like gazebo or this porch that had white fingers and oh and then um I ended up tr like physically going there I ended up physically going there and walking out entire dreams. And it, there was one day very specifically when the day before I felt glory on when a mountain was mentioned and then Rebecca was talking about mountain this and mountain that. And I'm like, huh, there's an emphasis on mountain. And usually in the mornings, I wait on the Lord until I have visions or until I go into some type of bliss or until like, I, 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 but me waiting on the Lord looks like me staying in my bed as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. And that can be good and that can be agitating, that can be beautiful, that can be lots of different things. But so they knock on my door. They're like, "You want to go to the mountain this morning?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah." I I just got up right away, which is not my normal thing. It's not what I normally do. And then I rode with them and I like we saw I went in into an intimacy that day on the highway on the way up and on the way back, both, because it was just like, go up and go back on the highway, Highway 101. And I felt the Lord's intimacy and I'm going where he's telling me to go. I might not necessarily want to get out of bed, so I'm going where I do not want to go. <laughs> kind of. I, eventually you're like, I want to put these pants on so bad. Because <laughs> it's just like, you go where he wants you to go and it's amazing. Because you love him. Uh, oh, because he loves you. <laughs> and intimacy feels amazing. Amen. And intimacy opened up on this part in the highway. And I'm like, what is going on? They're like, hey, look, there's a white deer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah! And so then we go up to our destination. I walk out my dream start coming back I go into birthing I go <laughs> same spot on the highway they're like look two more white deer oh my God. I was just like this day is super trippy <laughs> Amen. um wow. and 
Shwanka, Shwanka. Three white deer in one day. I've never seen a white deer in my entire life. Most people never see them in their entire life. I live life. in deer country, Minnesota. It's in... That kind of sign of wonder is so intense, if you understand. Three Which, albino deer in one yeah. day. Deer was like a thing. Like, I was getting deer, and I have a deer onesie, and then my brother played 30 point buck and when we were at when i was at staying at will's house in ohio we busted through a bunch of yucky stuff and then a, a physical deer buck showed up in his backyard and david says in psalms that the morning star is the deer cool. of the morning wow. it's the morning of dawn the dawning of day is symbolized by deer in the scriptures representing the morning star rising in your heart that's your day dawning, and your the Spirit of God is saying to you, Penny, that your day is dawning, and it will dawn in that area. And He wants you to be placed in an area so it dawns in that area. Yeah, so, basically, I can tell you that I've gotten crazy confirmations. I can tell you about my experience with hearing the Lord's voice to go forward, and then all the confirmations and signs and wonders that came about with it, and now... You're moving to San Francisco, Penny. <laughs> I filled out my application last night. Oh my, like, and that's the thing about being in his will. And will. Being in his will. Um, because like, like that whole crack baggie thing, I just went from, like last night, I could not find the crack baggie and could not find the crack baggie and I ex expect it to be on reading scripture and I expect it to be on stillness and I expect it to be on dancing or soaking or fine, I'll just watch a movie. And it was just like, guess what the crack baggie was on? Filling out my apartment application. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was so anointed. I was utterly shocked. I helped her a little bit with it, and I was shocked by all of the complicated stuff that they're asking for materializing when we didn't have it within seconds. And it was just like, whoa, the angels were moving it around. And this thing is so supernatural. Because when you go up the river, you're more carried by God. And even though it, it is against what you've been taught in religious Christianity, there is so many hundreds and thousands of times more glory that you can't resist and you can't say no anymore. Like, this is it Bilbo Baggins, we're going on an adventure. It becomes a possession. <laughs> and the thing about the possession is that it's so pleasurable any no that you have he works he works it right into a yes <laughs> you're like okay babe whatever you say <laughs> i don't oh i want to like you're not you're not want to becomes oh i want to <laughs> and i believe that the the spirit of god is really being strategic in this that yes. when things opposed christ <laughs> as he is moving through this nation the most anti-christ realm in the world that was used against Christ came from the court system of San Francisco. Uh, they call it the Ninth District Court. And it was the most secular, progressive, anti-Christ realm in the world. Penny is going to be strategically located in the financial district of San Francisco. 
and we got her a missions base there. Whoa. And the Spirit of God is doing something so great in your day that I just hope you can believe it as you're being told. He wants to devour California. He loves California. People get excited about missions to third world nations. We're sent missionaries to the USA from the New Jerusalem. We've been inner city missionaries in Minnesota here for 12 years. Now it's time for the rest of the USA. What was the prophetic word that God gave us? Five years Minneapolis, 15, 15 years, years USA. USA. And so we're stepping into the USA of that original prophetic word from 2006 that God gave to Penny and I. This is about all 50 states, and this is how he's going to do it. It's going to be absolutely awesome, but it's not going to be done like we imagined when we were younger in the glory. Most of you aren't even capable of understanding. That's why you have to walk by faith for a long time until you get the prophetic sight of the great white eagle through the total crucifixion of your carnal mind. Walk by faith, like I was saying earlier, like as I made faith steps. Even if I was wrong, it's still, like, you're still doing your best to follow the Lord. And it's a faith, and you learn from a screw-up or you learn from whatever, but when your faith lines up with His will and what He is doing, you experience, you experience that it is one. And you, you, when you experience your oneness with Christ, in that step, because you experienced it. You experienced God in scripture. <laughs> you you experience God and what you walk out, you start having billows and billows and billows of faith to start walking out things that that but you have to start with the small like I like I was physically forced to start following him even in every meal that I ate because otherwise I wouldn't be able to walk that day because my health was so bad. Um, I do not wish that on anybody, but, um, you be faithful in the little things, the things of serving others, the things of, yep, he wants me to, like, I literally went into an intimacy taking someone's trash out. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And that was, that was in San Francisco. I was like, oh my God. Can I just always take it? But it wasn't always (laughs) on always taking the trash. And the apostle takes out the trash. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ha. <sighs> wow. So, so, which is also allowed, like, this going into Christ and the depth in Christ and just the little faith steps. So I've gone into more experiences that are beyond trance, that are beyond deja vu. I actually had a memory open up from the future. And Tim Fox has said that I function from the future a lot. Like, even when I paint and when I draw, I'm pulling in creations from the future. And um, (laughs) he's like, don't worry that nothing sells. (laughs) (laughs) People just aren't caught up yet. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) I think it will in San Francisco. I'm definitely supposed... Mm. Dreams and confirmations. I'm supposed to have an art website, and I'm supposed to have my art bags go out. Some of you've seen those things on like my thingies, but um, that, that's just like, yep, things are in the future. Things are going to happen. I know these things are going to come about. But one of the things 
the, the memory from the future um, was of me in a camper and I'm going to strategic spots around a, like I saw it on a map in I saw it on a map and it's around it's like there's strategic spots around that water inlet where San Francisco is wow. it's very specific to that spot and then Pirates Island I don't know. I just I don't even know the names of the places that I'm going. I just know that it stop around here and stop around there and stop so around wild. here and back through to San Francisco. And then later on, I had a memory open up of oh, a bit man. more south. I went and looked at a map, and I think the close, the only, the place that I, it's around Big Sur. I don't even know what Big Sur is. Um, but I, after I do that, there's a, there's something that's going to happen just a little bit more south. And I, I imagine, I don't know, I mean, I can't, um, I'm not going to imagine that I'm supposed to go to L.A. Or it's eventually going to, that I'm supposed to expand across all of California with that. I'm not going to imagine that. I'm going to wait until he shows me. And in the meantime, moving to San Francisco's a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna move to San Francisco first, and then he's probably gonna tell me from day to day what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And then I'm gonna figure out the camper, and I'm gonna move around how he told me to there, and then eventually I'm gonna get to Big Sur, and I have no clue what happens after that, and I have no clue. I know I've had a dream that I'm, I think this has to do with my locating. Like I had to figure out where I was gonna get ready. Cause I had to get ready. So that, because I would be going on to a big public stage. And that can be just Red Letter Ministries, and that can be just, like, I'm making videos. But, no, as he says... much bigger than that. I want to share something about San Francisco that's really Whoa. intimate from my childhood. Yeah, Because I grew up on the West Coast. Whoa. And when I was eight years old, we rented a motorhome. Me, my dad, his best friend, Doug and Doug's daughter, Jessica, who was one of my best friends as a kid growing up in Seattle. And we went from Seattle all the way down Pacific Coast Highway to go to Disneyland in Los Angeles. And while we were going down, we stopped, of course, in San Francisco. And as we were pulled over at the Golden Gate Bridge, they put on my head the president's mask. And at the time, the president of the USA was George Bush. And so my dad put it on me. And, and so I'm, wear, I'm eight years old wearing my Zubas at the Golden Gate Bridge. And the place is flooded with Japanese tourists. Yeah, there's so many Asians over there. We're like... <gasps> so what, the, what my dad said was, everyone take a picture with the president. And the Japanese started swarming me, and it was $5 a picture. Grace, to be with the president. I was only eight. I was wearing the president's mask. I'm at the Golden Gate Bridge, San Francisco, and all the Japanese are swarming me, giving me $5 bills. I probably took 15 pictures. <laughs> Man, you made more than Bud the Fairy. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Fairy only got but I, one but dollar I've, a picture. But the prophetic understanding is this for your for your understanding, is that the apostolic, Christ 
in us from the foundations of the world, predestined and chose us by grace to be apostles in the USA for such a time as this, to demonstrate his government, his presidency, his supreme court, and not man's. This is God and the God-man's, which is the apostolic and the prophetic. And people trust so much in the natural realm that he's dis discipling you severely so you'll trust more in the glory realm and it's time to get out of politics and in to the apostles says the Lord God Almighty and it's gonna shake people because our Christianity has been so mixed up with man-pleasing and man politics that most of what charismatic Christianity believes in America, even the glory stream that we love so much and come out of, is very much mixture. But where we're going in the apostolic will have no governmental mixture. And the Spirit of God gave me this verse today, and we've quoted it many times, that Jesus Christ will have the government of God on his shoulders, and we are the shoulders and the carriers of his heart, his government, his body on earth, the bride of Christ and the man-child company, and of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. But when we're infants in Christ, we thought it would be man's government. Watch, watch what happens. This is about God's government, and God's government will overtake the shadow government of man. And that's why there has been such a stern rebuke to the prophets who have put so much faith in man's government and so little faith in the apostles of the government of God, says the Lord. San Francisco is all about government. Penny's moving there is all about divine government. All the training that she's had through all these years <laughs> has been about government. It's been about forming her as an apostle. It's been about others and not ourselves. It's been about maturing. It's been about saving this nation. That's why we went through so much in this house. This was our training ground. This has been our death. This has been our hell. This has been our nest. And now it's time to leave the nest and heal the world through all the training that we've had. It's going to be awesome. I love you so much, Penny. I'm so excited. I was telling her, when I come and visit you in San Francisco, it's going to be freaking nuclear. I've been wanting to get out of Minneapolis for a decade. I've been stuck here so long, I can't wait to start traveling, going to and fro between my nests. Mm. Mm. Amen. I think... Okay, so the 15 years USA was, was us, like, going to all the places. <laughs> and as, um, I found the Trishnaga, as I was around the country, um, it ended up kind of unifying states or just unifying 
areas or regions in the sense that there are actually like RLM people all over the United States. And um, because I came into a region, they decided to hang out. And when, when you gather together, you, you learn from each other's anointing so much and drinking off one another and grape cluster anointing where it's just so much easier to get drunk. It's so, when you're drinking with others, it's so much easier. Like, just getting together and um, watching Joel's bar was just, like, nuts. Um, because that's what most of everybody does anyway. Um, but it's just piecing the body together, almost. Or, like, the knitting, the knitting of the net. And it just, exponential growth, which also... Exponential growth also makes room for exponential deliverance. You're gonna prick each other. Like, living in community has been the biggest proof of that ever. Like, the craziest demons that manifest on who's gonna do the dishes. Or what color we're gonna paint the freaking walls. <laughs> we have holes punched in our doors and in our walls. True. I have seen Many. penises exposed to me <laughs> Disgust, disgusting christians like oh uh, yeah <laughs> i have honestly i am responsible for punching two holes in a door <laughs> two different nights <laughs> and when people come here and they're like ah, nah, 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 and they have this ideology of what it's going to be like here and what i am what what it is like to grow in the we glory. We just put a unicorn poster over the top of it for like five years. I'm like, here, come here. I want to show you. The tape would come off and I'd get nervous and be like, oh, I forgot that was underneath there, man. Get the tape. I'm like, here, come here. I want to show you something. Look at what I did. We used to call them my episodes. <laughs> it, you, when we first got together, yeah. episodes were every other day. Screaming, crying, hyperventilating. <laughs> but in between I was getting raptured yeah. <laughs> in between I was starting to have spirit encounters and knowing what it was like to go into the spirit in between yep yeah. and then and then it, it got farther out to like I, I a need, week need, once a week <laughs> once a month some Jehovah Wana. this is really intense tonight <laughs> <laughs> thank you father anyway yeah so like as you come to, and and what we learned what I've learned through that because so many years and years and years of pouring our hearts out bringing people into our homes and then them them leaving our telling they're gonna us they're gonna leave our house within a half an hour and they're <laughs> blaming him for their porn addiction yeah. <laughs> when when they just went into a rapture off of SOS Jesus sex yeah, we've seen it all. They had an encounter with John the Beloved in the midst of creating SOS Jesus sex, which is not about sex with Jesus. God. <laughs> oh, they've misunderstood everything the spirits told them. When, when in the video it actually says this is not about physical sex with Jesus, this is about, like, when my... Okay, anyway, I'm not going to go there. That's how they justify Satan <laughs> and delusion. Okay. What was I talking Okay. The thing was, is like, it happened so many times that, yeah, rejection comes in or like, a, but 
eventually the Lord works it out. And the lesson I have learned since then is you cannot take people's demon manifestations personally. <laughs> no matter who is in the house. They always hate you. If they have lust, they're going to manifest it on whatever, whoever is next to them. It doesn't matter if it's me who's super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If then you will manifest lust. If if there's an object to be, if there is an object on the cat to be manifested on, it is a demon. Don't take it personally. If there's jealousy, it's gonna manifest on any like. I'm used to women manifesting jealousy on me, but then when I sang at like some jazz thing and I took the lead singer's part and it was a man and jealousy manifested on me as a man, I'm like, oh, this is just, a, this is a demon. Demon of jealousy. It was, and it, it, it in, will manifest. all flesh. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> the woman. <laughs> and, um, so control, if you don't take it personal. Like, so what I'm talking about is people gathering together throughout the states. You're going to fall in love with one another. You're going to love the glory on one another. It's going to be great growing together. But when stuff manifests, you, like, it's going to. Everybody's got shit to manifest. And, and there will be a lot more in the days to come. Yeah. <laughs> Until I mean, you're totally undone. Like David in the loincloth, dancing around like a unicorn. I'm gonna get more indignant if I don't miss you, daughter of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you, you can trust that he's good and that he'll get you to the he takes me where I do not want to go. I don't know. He'll he'll get your death to you. He'll get the most bestest of bestest pleasure to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> wow. I have to say, this is my favorite Joel's bar ever. <laughs> oh, it, it's whoa, it's so precious, you guys. It's a, uh, it really is the pinnacle and a conclusion of a 12-year season on 12-12. Whoa. Today's 12-12. It's been exactly 12 years. Since we started Joel's Bar, 12 years of testing in this house, and 12 is the number of the apostle, and on 12-12, God is releasing Penny as an apostle from Joel's Bar into San Francisco. It's going to be mighty. You're going to get earthquakes, but the good ones, the ones that come from Jesus' love, and it's going to shock the West Coast. The West Coast is primed for revival. I was looking at um, all the festivals and different things going on on the West Coast. I just love it. I miss it so much, you guys. I grew up in Seattle and California, and I, I honestly I think about it all the time, how much I much rather want to live there, not just because the weather in Minnesota sucks, but I just love the people there. I love everything about it, and I miss it so much. And I've just been suffering in hell on earth in the Twin Cities beyond imagination for 12 years and I just I'm so excited to go into the West Coast they're so precious they're so far gone in rebellion that it's cute to me that it's adorable 
and I, I really, really like it. <laughs> and I can't wait to get over there into Portland, into Seattle. It's my people in San Francisco and Tahoe and Los Angeles and just love on them with the apostolic on 1212, with Father's love, with so much power that people don't even have a grid for it right now. The kind of apostolic power through the apostolic training that we have demonstrated on public stage, Penny and I, for 12 years of what it takes to be an actual apostle in this world in 2020. That kind of power and that kind of authority that God has given woman and man for such a time as this. It is going to shatter everyone's concept of Christianity and it's going to bring revival beyond anything you can imagine in the coming days. Just so thankful that you guys are a part of it. I was just breaking down today and um, pondering the partners that have supported us through thick and thin, through misunderstanding, through so much over the years, over the months that we've been through. We have been through a lot in this ministry together. Many of you have weathered hundreds of ferocious battles with principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and you have made it, and you've made it through it, and you're even smarter and more wise and more anointed afterwards than you were before. And it has been so beautiful walking with so many of you over the years when it's been a very, very difficult path, very hard to understand, that very few people could walk with us. But the ones that have, I was contemplating those ones today, and I just want to thank you for walking with us through these years as we start a new season as apostles sent to the USA on a totally different level of apostolic glory than we've never known. We've never known. Beyond anything we understand, we're just stepping out in the next level of faith from the training we've received from our Father in Heaven. And it's going to be ferocious. You're going to see the fullness of the Lion of the tribe of Judah through woman and man before Jesus returns. And that is the government of the apostles that everyone in the world needs to start trusting in and following. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Penny. We're going to take a short break and I'll come back with Michael, our other missionary that's going to be sent out to Nairobi, Kenya next month. It'll take 10 minutes. You need to go to the bathroom or get something to drink and, and just calm down and maybe cry, grab the Kleenex box. We'll see you guys in a, in a few minutes. Amen.
This is Michael. He was an intern with us earlier this year. And he's been living in our community for a while now. And he's called to Nairobi, Kenya. And we're super excited to send him out in January to be with Shadrach in Nairobi and grow the fire base and open up Africa. So you want to say hi? Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, it's, been, uh, it's been awesome being here in the community. And I just really feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I got born again five years ago. And I really feel like up to this point, this is really uh, where the Lord's been just building, what the Lord's been building me up for. And I'm just really, really excited, really overwhelmed with, uh, I'm really humbled to be honest with you, just to be a part of RLM and underneath such an awesome apostolic ministry and just really grateful and really, it's just really awesome. <laughs> we have, uh, we have uh, me and Shadrach have been talking a lot lately and we just have a really uh, awesome vision and we've been really seeing a lot in the spirit what the Lord wants to do in Nairobi and uh, with Nikolai as well. We've really just been praying together and um, really just asking the Lord exactly what where he wants us and what he wants us to do over there and it's going to be a really awesome season we feel and we feel it's going to be uh very musical I'm a worshiper at heart I love to worship and um music is going to be I think the catalyst that really really opens people up at over there and really gets them out of their religion which is going to be really awesome <laughs> so as Michael's being sent out into Nairobi We've built a 600-person arena in Nairobi, already built and painted purple. <laughs> and I don't think hardly anyone in RLM America even knows that we've already built an arena over in RLM Africa. We're prepping for the African revival for months. And Shadrach, obviously, before he was formed in his mother, mother's womb because he was just created for it. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I feel so blessed and privileged. I talk to Shadrach almost every day. And I feel so blessed to find such a rock-solid African prophet who's so humble and so fun to work with that can handle us. Because we're out there, man. <laughs> and Africa is traditionally pretty religious and to have them open to the drunken glory and to the freedom of Red Letter Ministries is nothing less than a miracle mm -hmm. and God has connected us with Shadrach and with Nairobi in a blood covenant as fire bases and as nests to expand the kingdom of heaven and fulfill the Father's vision for Africa and America working together. And it's going to be more than just ministry and preaching and ask Jesus into your heart and healing the sick and all that wonderful traditional charismatic activity that we always do every day. There's also going to be business. There's also going to be commerce. There's also going to be Boaz. There's going to be a changing of economy, discipleship of economy. It's going to change Nairobi's economy. We're going to assert our coffee trading we've already begun the coffee trade we have a roaster in minneapolis we're going to start importing directly from the fra the farms of kenya um, beans by the kilos and into minneapolis and and that will help support 
The mission's based in Nairobi, selling coffee beans at a competitive prices with our own roasters here in our Minneapolis community, and raising support and raising awareness of what we're doing in Nairobi and in Kenya. And then you have the music on top of that. But it's really every aspect of society that starts to get transformed by the true apostolic witness of Jesus Christ. And so that is the vision that we have for Nairobi and Kenya and all of Africa. The television channel is so beautiful, so nice, and Michael is getting the adjacent property that will have room for other missionaries to stay with him in the future as the work grows. Yeah, it's going to be really awesome. We were also seeing, uh, just like Brandon was saying, we were seeing a lot of... Uh, like festivals in the street me and Shadrach had both saw saw in the spirit like festivals happening where like Brandon was saying just total like renaissance revival type of stuff where people are coming back to um, not only like worship and music but like art and jewelry making and just like all that stuff and and painting and um, just everything creative that the Lord wants to restore over there to bring about a renaissance style revival and it's gonna be really beautiful and amazing <laughs> we're like so overwhelmed and really excited for that it's gonna be really cool <laughs> people have told me to ship my uh, perfume sample bottles dhl you can get 66 pounds of perfume shipped into nairobi and because they love fragrances and they love perfumes and just little bottles Whoa. like tester bottles for really good prices for the people and just perfume the whole city like France <laughs> just whack them with perfume <laughs> not just imports also exports hallelujah just being about our father's business we are so excited for growing the nest in Nairobi and opening up America to our African connection I see Michael going forward and his name's Michael to me that means Prince Michael who goes before us as Israelites, mm. the prince of your people, Israel. Israel meaning the sons of God. And so Michael goes before Israel and paves the way and opens the door and many people begin to go to and fro between the nests of Kenya. It's gonna become a, a whole like trade, a trade route really of souls <laughs> who are yeah. traded on the sea of glass and apostle ships. <laughs> Yeah, we really see, just like Brandon was saying earlier too, just people coming after I go there and kind of get my foot in the door and really establish uh, the territory there. It's like we see internships just like that were happening here in Minneapolis at the Crack House, same type of scenario over in Africa in Nairobi, Kenya, internships, missionary style internships, which would be amazing. It'd be mm. really, really fun, really awesome. <laughs> Amen. So we'll have the internship program in in Nairobi and in Minneapolis simultaneously um, it's it's shocking to me once these things open up and the mind is renewed by the glory how easy it is it's such a simple ticket and it's really honestly a simple flight and you're there you know 4,000 miles away or something but this is really just a very small planet and we're gonna bring it together in one love <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's really crazy how everything came together for this. Just like Brandon was saying, when you're in the Father's will and you're available and open uh, to serve Him and uh, be 
um, a living sacrifice, he'll make a way. And the process has been <laughs> amazingly simple. It's just <laughs> really, really awesome how that works. <laughs> and so part of the missionary awareness is we want to raise missionary support. So if you guys are touched by tonight's awareness of all the RLM missions that we're doing worldwide into California to save the USA, into Nairobi to save Africa, become a financial supporter not just for all of our broadcasts that we do in RLM TV and our works but for our missionaries this is a vision that's gonna take hundreds of thousands of dollars to complete and it's gonna take a lot of people It'll take a lot of harvest you are one person that can make a difference by partnering with this ministry you can change the world with your finances and so ask the Holy Spirit tonight what you can give into missions. You can go on www.redlettermin.com and you can give by PayPal, you can give by PushPay, you can mail a check to our PO Box. There's all the different ways you can give and support our missionaries. And if you want your missions to go somewhere specific, just say missions and we'll guarantee we'll keep our missionaries fully supported. And as everything increases in this apostleship, and our, all of our nests will grow and continue to increase as we've proven ourselves on the front lines in public ministry already for 15 years. We're completely established, solid rock, weathered a thousand storms, we'll be here for a very, very long time. This is a work you can fully support with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength for the advancement of the kingdom of heaven and Father's will being done in the nations. It's a very powerful thing. Thank you for supporting our missionaries. Thank you for supporting Red Letter Ministries. We love you guys. We bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.
Thank you.